You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everybody, it's Erin Carey. Welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. Today, I am sitting down with David Steinman. He is an award-winning journalist who has written best-selling and critically acclaimed books on the environment and health. His work in the area of safe cosmetics, taken from the forthcoming book, Raising Healthy Kids, is featured in the HBO Max documentary, Not So Pretty. His investigative reporting and writing have won awards from Best of the West, California Newspaper Publishers Association, Sierra Club, and the Green Book Festival. He's also the full-time chief officer of the nonprofit Chemical Toxin Working Group, CTWG, also known as the Healthy Living Foundation. This is a public interest environmental and consumer advocacy organization that takes legal action and litigates on behalf of consumers and the environment. CTWG has won major court and legal cases against brands that you may may recognize, such as Herbal Essences, Pantene, Chicken of the Sea, Bumblebee, Alberto VO5, Trader Joe's, and Mrs. Myers for selling products with high amounts of toxic chemicals that required their removal or labeling, which I'm so excited to get into this today. So David, welcome to the show. Hi, Erin. Good afternoon. It is so good to be talking about, well, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't know if I can say that it's good to be talking about toxins because I hate that we even have to have this conversation but it is necessary. Well, I'm, I'm happy that we are talking about it because it is so necessary. And because I know that everything we talk about is going to help um, listeners to uh, lead healthier lives for themselves and their families. Yeah. So can you just share with us for somebody who's listening and going, well, what's the big deal? What, what is there really research for this? What is the research saying? What's the harm of toxins? And what even are toxins? What should be, we be aware of? So, so um, the research is so advanced now that we have a body count of kids and adults who have been devastated by chemical toxins. And my book, Raising Healthy Kids, tells so many stories from Hoosick Falls, New York, to, to um, Salinas, California, um, to uh, Mooresville, North Carolina, um, Lake Apopka, Florida, Cancer Alley, Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, Washington State. The um, impact of toxic chemicals is everywhere, and most of us do know about it because um, a lot of it comes out of our tap. And people are becoming aware. What, what the what the studies show, though, is that we have advanced rates of cancer, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, uh, uh, some of the lowest rates of fertility, uh, lowered sperm counts, um, a great amount of societal dysfunction. Um, our society is changing in terms of gender identity uh, and gender fluidity. And all of these that we see happening are happening within the context of a toxified environment. And um, so we do need to discuss it. We sadly have the epidemiological studies that show the human body count. So there's real reason to be concerned. This has been so well documented in the last uh, two decades um, that um, the, the body count is real. 
and the concerns that that I and millions, tens of millions of Americans have about protecting their families uh, from harmful chemicals is a real and justified concern. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. It is something to be concerned about. And where are you, where do we primarily get these toxins? What are they in? So um, uh, it's it's really important to understand that um, this is a very manageable problem on a personal level. It's, it's also manageable on a societal level if we can start to um, get some key concepts and bust some myths. So your question is where they come from. And I guess the answer would be from everywhere. But I don't want people to freak out because it's manageable. I, I take a 360 degree view in, in raising healthy kids so that um, we manage it from your foods, cosmetics, your household cleaning products, um, your school, um, inside your home, your clothing, your baby's products, um, from bibs to to binkies. Um, it's a very manageable problem because once you start reading the book, you understand there are some really big concepts that get you the most reductions and and really help you to avoid catastrophes in your life. And then there are a lot of things you'll want to do because the really positive thing about uh, what I prescribe in healthy living as a way of living and eating and shopping is that you really do feel healthier and your kids will feel healthier. And um, this happens really quickly because as soon as you start reducing um, your body's exposure to chemical toxins, literally the RNA in your uh, cells starts getting new messages from the environment and communicating that to your DNA and your cells, which controls how your cells replicate and uh, express themselves. And suddenly um, uh, you're feeling better and it happens pretty quickly. So there's a lot of things that you can do for big reductions and then a lot of smart things you can do because you'll continue to feel better and want to integrate more and more lifestyle changes. Yeah, I'm so glad that you touched on that on on changing the genetic expression because there is a new study. I think it's pretty new that I just saw and it's, you know, one of many studies talking about breast cancer and phthalates and, you know, fragrance and all of that and how just getting away from that for just a short amount of time can change and alter that genetic expression of breast cancer. Oh, uh, you know, we are very deeply involved in the phthalate issue and its presence in consumer products. Phthalates, for listeners who don't know, are known as plasticizers, and they're made from phthalic acid, which is a petrochemical that's distilled, and they help uh, make things flexible or give feel. They're used to fix fragrances into cosmetic products, and uh, there are a lot of companies now... um, uh, well, it's a it's a huge issue. And in Raising Healthy Kids, I share how to avoid phthalates. Obviously, looking for fragrances and avoiding products that contain any fragrance is a big step forward. But just to give you an idea, we tested English leather cologne. My One of my kids came home. Um, this is one of my um, sons uh, with English leather cologne. And uh, so I mean, which is a favorite. I think every teenage boy buys it at some point. <laughs> and my daughter came home with canoe one day. So we tested both of them for phthalates because they don't disclose this on the label. And they were so loaded with phthalates. Mm. And these affect my son's uh, sperm and reproductive abilities and my daughter's yep. egg yep. egg production. And uh, they were going to start using it. So I, we started looking for kinds of fragrances that use more essential oils and uh, 
uh, don't have um, phthalates in them. So that's a big thing. You know, that's how our kids are being exposed in in raising healthy kids. I talk about how you do an intervention with your teenagers <laughs> to put them on 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 healthier uh, cosmetic and personal care products. It's something I had to do because I walked into my daughter's room one day and I thought I was walking into the body shop. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. teenagers buy lots of cosmetics and personal care products, and uh, they can have very toxic effects, not only in the immediate, you see, of their cognitive abilities and immediate health, but their long-term fertility and the quality of their sperm and um, literally the quality of the child they produce. Yeah, it really, and I want to clear up because I think I pronounced it wrong because I do it all the time. Phthalates, it's pronounced well, I think you have it phthalates? fine. Okay. I say phthalate, you say phthalate, but we all okay. know. Okay, I want to make sure people know because, and this is yeah. any fragrance. So anything you get that has a fragrance in it, whether it's a detergent or a perfume or a deodorant, shampoo, conditioner, et cetera, that has this chemical in it. It's very likely to. Not every product will, but the majority will. Now, that may freak people out, but there's a simple way to get past all this. When you're and this and I'm really proud of this, Aaron, just because um, I'm uh, been looking for organic cosmetics and been one of those early shoppers when there weren't any organic cosmetics. Mm-hmm. But today, if you want to avoid phthalates, you can literally buy organic shampoo, uh, uh, um, deodorant, um, conditioner, even facial makeup. And when it's organic, it's very, very likely to be free from phthalates. Nothing is perfect. But when you're talking about big overall reductions, it's a really simple fix. Instead of buying, you know, the phthalate riddled um, um, shampoos that are out there and that have fragrance, just look for an organic one. They're better about the same price and your health will be better. Your kid's health will be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. David, I'm going to pause you right there because speaking of buying things for kids, this is a really great time to thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. This time of year, I always get a little bit frazzled because I haven't bought my Christmas presents for my kids yet. I like to give my kids meaningful gifts and I love the idea of giving a gift that inspires my kids to learn more about a topic that they love. With KiwiCo, you can unwrap super fun science, technology, and art projects for kids of all ages. From nine different subscription lines, there's really something for every kid. When you give the gift of KiwiCo, you're gifting so much more than a small box of toys. You're giving the gift of discovery through hands-on experiences and giving kids the tools to learn more about topics that they love from dinosaurs to rocket ships. My boys are 10 and 7. They both just had birthdays and my 10-year-old loved that he was given a domino machine where he was able to put together a domino machine that distributes the dominoes and then you can knock them over and it was pretty complicated I'm not complicated I'll say it's it was complex and developmentally challenging enough to where he was engaged I was engaged right there with him he loved it my seven-year-old got a mechanical sweeper where he also was developmentally engaged and challenged in just the right way. And so I know the experts behind all of the crates at KiwiCo are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing because my boys absolutely loved the projects that they received. When you give the gift of KiwiCo, it's like giving your child a box of 
Whoa, awesome, delivered monthly. The day the KiwiCo box arrives, that will be your kid's favorite day of the month. There's truly something for kids of all ages, from infants and preschoolers to teens and beyond. There are things for adults as well. Kids are discovering everything from the science of magic to engineering, a domino machine, just like my ret got, and so much more. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel anytime. KiwiCo offers gifts with rich activities and This is offering your child screen-free fun. I know so many of my mom friends are like, ah, how do I get my kids off of screens? This is the way. Give your child the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections to the broader world. Unwrap more than a gift. Discover hands-on fun with KiwiCo. Get your first month free on any crate line at kiwico.com slash spark. That's your first month free at kiwico.com slash spark. Now, David, my oldest is studying psychology right now, and she was just telling me that in her developmental psychology class, they were talking about how kids these days are going through puberty earlier than ever before, and they attributed it to the food and more availability of food, the lack of nutrition, maybe even the pesticides. I was actually surprised that they even addressed this at the university level. So you're talking about the endocrine disruptors. Can we also attribute this early puberty to these endocrine disruptors in things like fragrance? Well, yes. Um, endocrine disruptors are chemicals that inter- interfere with the body's metabolism of the sex hormones and thyroid hormones. And the sex hormones are necessary, obviously, for sexual development, but also for neurological development for the brain. The brain is the body's biggest sex organ. Hmm. Once you understand that, a lot of things become a little more um, easily understood about today's society. But um, um, the phthalates are um, not only um, lowering the age at which uh, menarche occurs, um, but they're they're also changing children's um, gender behaviors mm-hmm. at high levels of exposure. And again, these are real studies done on real kids and real moms who had high phthalate levels. And the reason for that, again, is that the phthalates are endocrine disruptors. They either imitate, there's so many of them, they either imitate the, the hormone estrogen or they block the body's metabolism of the hormone testosterone. Yeah. And there's so many different combinations, but we do see some overall trends um along with um you mentioned um uh, at an earlier age at puberty or reaching our um menses at an earlier age for girls um which also opens the risk for breast cancer because the estrogen window is wider so it, it harms it increases risk for breast cancer too it, it hmm. it's not only when they're young but again as i said um and as you mentioned earlier in this podcast the risk for breast cancer increases because it's a constant exposure Hmm. Yeah, I think it's so fascinating that we have these studies, but we're just not talking about it like I think we should be. And with that, that even brings to mind the importance of discussing our water and the common contaminants that we find in our tap water. That's why I'm so glad that this episode in particular is sponsored by AquaTrue. We are talking in this episode about raising healthy kids, raising kids in a toxic world and trying to eliminate those toxins. And I know for me, I want my kids to grow up healthy and strong. I want my kids to stay hydrated and drink water. I am constantly enforcing the importance of drinking water. Well, according to extensive research by the Environmental 
Environmental Working Group, virtually every home in America has harmful contaminants in its tap water. If you're like me, you probably don't trust your tap water. And that's why you've got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation of plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS in your water supply. Long-term exposure to high concentrations of PFAS can potentially lead to adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, which is what we're talking about today, liver toxicity, which is why I am so glad that AquaTrue removes PFAS. Best of all, the water tastes fantastic and you don't have to worry about PFAS or other harmful contaminants. It's portable. It's perfect for people who are renting a home or even for college dorms. I can truly taste the difference compared with my old water filter. My kids love it. My youngest actually will go reach for that pitcher all day long. That is his favorite water. He believes that it's the best tasting water in the house and he's right. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code SPARK at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code SPARK. Now, David, getting back to these endocrine disruptors, how do they impact the brain and even the brain development of our kids? So the brain and sex organs both need the sex hormones to develop, but they don't develop at the same time. So sometimes what happens, and this has been, again, well-documented uh, in the peer-reviewed studies, what happens is the, the, the sex genitalia will get a burst of hormones and start to develop. But if there's something interfering with the sex hormones when the brain is developing, um, say, and this can be happening in me measurements of parts per trillion or parts per billion, uh, where maybe some added uh, endocrine disruptors are there interfering with the little burst of testosterone that the brain needs to develop, the brain can develop in a different manner than the, sex, than the genitalia. So the genitalia may develop as male because they got that big burst of sex hormones without the endocrine disruptors. But um, the brain may develop um, more feminine because the, the testosterone was interfered with during wow. its burst of development. That's often how, um, that's that can happen from natural means and it can happen from synthetic means. Because of all the endocrine disruptors, we're kind of throwing a wild card into the variations that we get in nature. Hmm. So um, I'm, I'm explaining this to, just to show that the, that the phthalates that you're talking about really do have huge impacts on our lives. And we're just starting to recognize it. That's why when we began saying, I'm happy to talk about this stuff, <laughs> it's really interesting. And we need to know it because this is, you know, there are so many um, states um, that are, that have passed anti-trans laws mm -hmm. um, and having to do with, you know, bathrooms, locker rooms, et cetera, et cetera. But they always say that, you know, your sex is determined by your genitalia, your, your gender identity. But that's not factually, that's not scientifically correct. That's a myth. The brain is the big, body's biggest sex organ. Mm -hmm. And it may develop differently than the genitalia. So, you know, uh, your daughter is going to be having to deal with all these issues 
in psychology too and understanding the biological or the biological origins of gender identity and how how these are you know from an advocacy standpoint they really do um conflict with um um the backward nature of some of these laws that are using very flawed biology and understanding of gender identity so that is super fascinating. And that is just talking about these, make sure to say it right again, the phthalates. I'll just say fragrance, the fragrance. <laughs> um, that's just one chemical toxin that we're exposed to when there are more. And you mentioned even, oh, just the gender differences that we're seeing right now. I also know that there are some studies that, that were done with um, the atrazine that is a pesticide sprayed on corn yeah. that impacts um, the reproductive organs as well, yeah. correct? So yeah, it's an EDC too. Okay. So, okay. So we have a lot of these and that load just keeps getting heavier and heavier. So I went to write Raising Healthy Kids. Some of the stories I tell are from Cancer Alley, Louisiana. Cancer Alley is the um, river parishes between uh, Baton Rouge upriver and New Orleans downriver. Cancer Alley has like 150, 200 or more, something like that, plants. They're manufacturing plants. Many of them make plastic. One that has to be stopped is called Formosa Plastic. It would go in St. James Parish, and that we're working hard to stop that. But the people there, you, we're talking about the phthalates and all, why this is all really important. So the people there, their drinking water contains phthalate. Mm. Their drinking water contains atrazine. So they're drinking it every day. So when we start getting smarter here and protecting our families by not buying shampoo, by avoiding shampoos with and other cosmetic products without phthalates, we're not only doing something good for our families, but we're protecting our fellow citizens, our friends and neighbors who are down in Louisiana, my friends and neighbors, certainly. We're protecting people we don't even know and their kids too. And that's good for all of society. Yeah. Yeah, that is fascinating. So we're talking about not just the endocrine disruptors that occurs with these toxins, but they're also carcinogens, right? And yeah, then yeah. neurologically, they're making an impact. So even the mental health epidemic that we're experiencing right now, and that we're seeing a lot with kids and teens, that is factored in as well. Well, here's how I see it, because I've been really worried about societal dysfunction and Fundamentally, I, I don't think we, we really do a good job of teaching our children how to think. Mm -hmm. But one of the effects, and I'll go back, we can focus on phthalates again, but these are our other endocrine disruptors. Phthalates also cause cancer. And um, again, um, endocrine disruptors, can many of them have the same basic effect on, on our uh, neurological development. But um, with mental health, when children are being, the phthalates are microplastics, are nanoplastics, and they're going into their brain. So think of a watch and little grains of sand. And eventually, as little grains of sand get into the fine workings of a watch, that watch won't work well. And as little plastic gets into our fetuses' brains, mm -hmm. those brains don't work as well. That's why with high levels of phthalates in women who are pregnant, we also see um a high level of cognitive loss among our kids. It can be from one to two to three to four or five IQ points. Wow. Put that over society and then ask our kids when they're losing IQ instead of gaining intelligence to deal with 
all the BS and gaslighting and lies and myths and pressures and bullying and, and all of that today. And uh, some of them go ballistic, literally. They can't cope with it. They don't have the wherewithal. And we've done that to them because we've kept exposing them to these chemicals, these endocrine disruptors that are robbing them of their IQ points. Yeah. And when it's spread over society, you know, it makes it, you know, as we've just seen with the Republicans, it took eight Republicans to make a whole party dysfunctional. <laughs> it doesn't take a high percentage of dysfunctional kids to make a society really difficult. And that's our kids' future. So, mm. you know, if people are wondering, why am I concerned? Why am I anti-toxic? It's because I care about our kids. I care about our country. Mm. And... um it, you know, there's so many good reasons to be anti-toxic. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, and if you, like you said, sperm counts are dropping like crazy, like more than we've yeah. ever seen before. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty easy to look up and find that research, but yeah, so we've got the endocrine disruptors, but we've, we have kids who are just not thinking well. And I do think that part of the issue is that we're very sensitive to media, what media is telling us, right? And most of the media is not going to be sharing this information that you're sharing in your book. Well, the New York Times about a month ago finally admitted that chemicals called PFAS, which are used as stain to, to promote stain resistance, water repellent. They're used to make Teflon. They're called polyperfluoral alkyl substances or PFAS for short or forever chemical. The New York Times finally did a, a front page, an article in their magazine saying they're everywhere and they really are in our drinking water everywhere. It's coming there, but, but, but what I really worry about is that instead of empowering, it's disillusioning that kind of news. The reason why I wrote Raising Healthy Kids is I've raised three of them. They're healthy. I've been an activist. I've been fighting these companies in the trenches, doing the testing, the litigation, all of it. And I know how to get out of this mess. So rather than be disillusioning, when it is in the media and saying we don't stand a chance, I am going to offer hope that with zero a policy of zero tolerance, which we now have to start, you know, there are lots of myths we need to explode. Um, so I just worry the media uh, does more to disillusion. This is manageable. I also have to remind everyone listening over the age of a 25, we're the adults in the room. We just looked at Washington, D.C. I didn't see a whole lot of adults there, at least not a whole lot of bright folks. So remember that, folks. There are so many myths we have to abolish, though. Like mm. one of the myths that got us into so much trouble as a country is um, we kept listening to chemical companies who were telling us a little bit of a poison isn't harmless. A little bit won't hurt you. Mm. That was the biggest lie and every politician in America who wrote all those laws, the Toxic Substances Inventory Act, BFRA, all of them, Delaney, um, the Delaney Amendment, the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, all that was based on a myth. A little bit of poison is harming us so much. Mm -hmm. Kids' cancer is going up. Mm -hmm. Everyone is experiencing environmental cancers now. So yeah. the, this myth of a little bit of poison won't hurt us. Tell that to the folks in Cancer Alley who are drinking a little phthalate every, you know, with their drinking water and right. atrazine and um, 2,4-D and um, 
up, up in Ascension Parish, vinyl chloride is in the water. Hmm. This is which another parish, just north, uh, just a little bit north, of, right next to St. James in Cancerelli. So that's the first myth. A little bit of poison is a myth. We have to go for zero tolerance. Yeah. Um, another one that would get us really back on track is the myth that organics is more expensive. That's a big, big myth. It was true many years ago. I wrote my first book, Diet for a Poison Planet, before there was an organic act. Oh, wow. And it was because of um, everyone clamoring for organic and buying it that we even got the organic certification from the federal government and organic food began appearing in the markets around 2000, being labeled and so on. It was more expensive in 2000 because it was just a small market. Today, organic, which markedly reduces your exposure to pesticides like atrazine, is very competitively priced. And the staples like apples, oranges, lettuce, carrots, broccoli, onions, potatoes, when you buy those for the kids and your family, those are about those are the same price, if not cheaper organic now. I know. I shop all the time. I'm looking at all the markets. The myth that organic is more expensive is just that. It's a myth. You can buy really good food, whether you live in a food desert um, or, you know, you go to Whole Paycheck. I don't care. You know, I can find cheaper <laughs> places than Whole Paycheck, but uh, you can find it very competitively. I do it. I shop for my family. And it's so important. And that's another myth. So I don't want to disillusion folks either. That's, you know, that's what I worry about with the news is it spreads myths that just um, make people the disillusion everyone. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you brought that up. And because I, I encountered that a lot as a health coach, people asking questions like, oh, do I really have to go organic? And and for me, just for my family, our, my non-negotiable is if we're getting anything that's a corn product, we're getting it organic because of what I know about the atrazine. Same thing with sugar. I try to go with organic as much as possible because I believe it's the same pesticide. Is it atrazine that's sprayed on sugarcane as well? Oh, atrazine is heavily sprayed it's, on sugarcane. Okay, yes, I thought absolutely. so. So yeah, so going organic. That's why it's there in Louisiana. Ah, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, and then we we don't. I don't. I'm actually gluten free, but for my kids who still like bread and you know tortillas, I go organic because I'm again pesticides. Now we've got glyphosate, which disrupts the gut microbiome. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's so important. The bread is a big deal. If I were going to give people one eating tip, that's an easy one: buy organic breads because every loaf of bread my nonprofit has ever tested always has contained a neurotoxic pesticide. That is so good to know. So, so you buy organic and you'll avoid uh, an exposure to the chemicals that do increase your child's risk for ADHD. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you said that. And that, that just helps to make it practical. And you're right. The pricing is not that everything is so expensive right now. Groceries across the board are expensive. So going organic, it's not, I've done the, I mean, just actually about an hour ago, I was at one of our stores because the organic corn chips, that I like tortilla chips for my kids, they were on special. I'm like, I'm running and getting them while I can. Yeah. So where else would you go? I mean, as far as just making it more practical, and I know this is probably all in your book too. So we definitely want to encourage listeners to grab the book, but going for organic with bread and where, what else have you tested really high as far as like packaged goods, because, you know, kids food, they go towards those granola bars and crackers and chips and all that. So when you're in a whole foods market, or as someone might say, whole paycheck, <laughs> um, and you're shopping, 
and you're buying those really healthy nut butters, those almond nut butters for the kids, we tested Whole Foods and we tested Justin's. So this is a choice where it's in the book and I share how to, you know, I share it. It's just really there. When we tested Justin's, it was so high in an industrial chemical called acrylamide. It was mm. so high that we actually ended up suing them in court. Wow. So we now are involved in litigation with them. It was wow. really, I wouldn't buy Justin's right now till they, in my opinion, um, the amount of the of a chemical called acrylamide, which is linked with ovarian and uh, uterine cancer. Hmm. Um, in my opinion, that's an unsafe product. And it's a snack food that I found out about because my kids thought it was healthy and they were buying it and I tested it. Wow. The other product, though, the Whole Foods almond butter was really low. Hmm. So buy the Whole Foods almond butter, not the Justin's. Wow. You know, I'm just, this is the kind of practical stuff. It was like, Justin's was like seven or eight, five to eight times higher, I think, in terms of the amount of chemical, bad chemical in, that we detected. Um, and they should clean it up. People should know this. That's the whole point of why we brought it to litigation, because in California, when foods have high amounts of an industrial chemical and it can cause reproductive harm or cancer, the manufacturer has to list it on the label. Well, how that law is enforced is with folks like me who are called citizen enforcers and my nonprofit group. And when we see companies like Trader Joe's or Hormel, which has Justin's or General Mills, which has checks, um, which we have also um, uh, brought action against, for high amounts of acrylamide checks don't don't buy it mom and dad don't buy mm, it i believe it that's in the book too there are better alternatives quinn is a better pretzel whole foods is a better almond butter but we bring these cases to court because these companies are scoff laws we the people have a right to know what they know about the harmful chemicals in their products or that they should know about and they usually do and don't want to tell so um but um, so if so, if you're looking to be safe, um, if if you want to buy, say say another really high toxicity food would be um, glamour fruits like blueberries, um, uh, peaches, um, and raspberries. Um, the soft strawberry, soft skin fruits, because they need a lot of fungicides when they're grown conventionally to keep them fresh for the transportation and all the handling. Um, and organic uh, berries can sometimes be a little more expensive. They can be. So what I do is this. I buy the frozen three-pound packs at Costco or Whole Foods or someplace else, the frozen blueberries. And if my kids want a dessert, I get a non-fat yogurt. And that's a really healthy, non-toxic dessert because mm -hmm. all the bad pesticides in dairy foods are in the fat, fatty portion. So you buy non-fat dairy and you get a big reduction there too. Oh, that's good so, to know. You know, so my kids eat a lot of frozen berries and they love them and they're so much healthier. You yeah. know, it's much healthier than um, I always have nuts around, you know, organic Brazil nuts and almonds and stuff. I make it really easy for them to find the good stuff and really difficult to find the bad stuff. Yeah. And I, that's important because they're going to be exposed. I mean, oh, the things that even now my kids will get rewarded with candy that has them, we won't even clearly listeners should know by now food dye stay away from it but at school my kids will get rewarded with candy with food dye and i'm like no and at home all i can do <laughs> is control what i have in my home yeah well yeah school's a whole other issue too 
um, there's a lot of, can be, there can be a lot of issues in school besides foods, you know, um, like I write about in schools, mm. like when I went to school, we always had fluorescent lighting. I don't know if that was how it was with you, but my schools always had fluorescent lighting. And when I went back to some schools recently, that same fluorescent lighting was still there. But, you know, a long time ago when I went to school, they put polychlorinated biphenyl in the transformers in the fluorescent lighting to keep them from overheating. But that PCB is another toxin. Mm. It causes um, reproductive harm and cancer. It's really toxic, very, very toxic. PCBs, yeah. you don't want them around. So, um, you know, you're, we're worried about food dyes in school, but I would tell my kids to look up at what kind of lighting they have in their classroom. And then mom and dad, I'd check it out and see if there's anything leaking from those light ballasts. And if there is, get my kids out because that happened at a elementary school, a school in um, um, Washington state. And the kids and the teachers all got really sick because the ballasts were leaking little bits of PCB. Wow. And it's happening all over the country, that too, because, you know, we're not replacing them. They we're just letting all these old fluorescent lighting systems wear out. And as they wear out, some of them begin to leak. Yeah. And it's especially prevalent in older schools. Yeah. But, yeah. No, that's 1985. Okay. 82. That's really good info. That's yeah. great info to have. Yeah, that's what I tell parents about. You know, well, well, another thing about schools is is um, um, what what kind of field is your kid playing on? Is it a synthetic turf field or is it a grass field? Mm -hmm. What do you look out for there? And maybe you want to have them take up basketball. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I had my kid take up crew, and you know, uh, 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 actually long distance. And then he was doing um uh, uh, long distance running because. Um, those turf fields have a lot of those forever chemicals yep. and they also use a lot of ground up uh, tires with heavy metals and all sorts of stuff that they put into those turf fields too. And um, one coach again in Washington state, um, she, she's been keeping a record of so many soccer players who are getting non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and other cancers, yeah. especially the goalies because they're always on their knees and in the dirt. The goalies were at highest risk. So these are things, you know, we're yeah. talking about food dyes. What I'm trying to do is tell mom and dad in the book, look at all these things. And I'm opening your eyes up to them because you got to be aware. They're all happening all around us. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, was it Belgium that they're getting rid of turf fields because of the cancer risk? Is it Belgium or some other country? Um, I can't remember, but yeah, we, we should, this needs to be more talked about more well-known for sure. And then with the grass fields, you know, they could be sprayed with 2,4-D. So one of the things I have parents do is form a green team or just be a green kind of uh, parent contributor to your elementary or school. Find out what pesticides are being used around your school. Hmm. Find out if they're being used on the fields, uh, the, the playing fields. Know that and you have a right not to have your child be exposed on the times when they're being applied and if they really are being applied to the football field or the you know field like that, seriously consider whether or not you want your kid being exposed to those chemicals because um, um, you know they do find like I think football players and other folks who are exposed to these heavily sprayed fields can be at higher risk for some cancers. Yeah. Dogs certainly are at higher risk, by the way. Yeah. Uh, for grass, when our grass lawns, we spray them with two four D. But when dogs play on them, they they get a higher risk of cancer too from being exposed to 
um, wow. the chemicals used on them. I go all through all this in the book. It's all manageable. It's kind of cool because I tell it through stories. I'm again, I want to motivate people to be anti-toxic because it's so much promise. There's so many good things to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you're addressing this, and I think you know going back to even what you said that it's. Oh, you know, the whole like, oh, it's the dose that makes the poison and just a little bit isn't a lot or what we know if we're thinking about, this is a lot of a little bit, we're exposed to a lot of little bits of toxins all day long, whether we're working, playing at school, sleeping, it's all yeah. there. So yeah. it really does start to add up. So I guess, would your suggestion be then to just limit where you can, where, where you can find ways to limit? Yeah, mom and dad have to be the adults and be knowledgeable. The kids won't know this. And you, as I said, there are some really big steps that I give you to take that are going to do have immediate beneficial effects. The big organic one is one, the organic, safer cosmetics, the cleaner, the safer cleaning products. I, I show you which cleaning products to buy. Making your home safer is the first thing. That's the most controllable thing you have. So start with your home. Make sure that your kids, um, if you live in an area like where there are some chemical plants, make sure you have a filter for your home, a good HEPA filter, a high efficiency particle air filter, because those really do help. They help your kids actually neurologically to think better because the pollutants that come from plants and cars do affect um, brain function. Um, so yeah, you start with the home and you go from that out from there. In fact, the book starts, you know, you know, in the home and we go from the home beyond our home. And then we talk about um, why it's the, the importance of parenting and all of this too. Parents are role models. And my last chapter is deep caring. And I just share stories about families that protest together and are anti-toxic activists together. And um, it takes a lot of deep caring as a parent to make these changes, but it's all manageable. And you'll feel better too, as a parent. That's the thing you get, you get all the benefits too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that we have had this conversation. And so I just want to encourage all of the listeners to get this book and to be informed and to advocate for your kids and for really, we're not just advocating for our kids. We're advocating for our grandkids and our great grandkids, because this is a lot of these, even just the PFAS, we know it's passed down in cord blood and so many of these others we are storing and we're not getting rid of and it's being passed down to the next generation. So David, I do want to ask you my last question that I love to ask people and the name of the show is Sparking Wholeness. So if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be? That's such a good question. Caring, caring, caring about yourself, caring about others, caring about others and uh, what's happening to them. I am. Um, there's a little miracle in the book. I'll just share it really, really briefly. Um, I used to go up to a town called Salinas, California for my reporting as a newspaper reporter and journalist and writer. And this town is in the Salinas Valley. It's where all our salad veggies come from, our lettuce, our tomatoes, all the strawberries are grown there. The, all the homes are carved right out of the farm fields. And I used to go there the, the, visit these schools that were surrounded by fields being sprayed with pesticides, strawberries and lettuce fields particularly. And during the pandemic, I returned and I went to the same schools. 
and they were all surrounded by organic strawberry and lettuce fields. And I kind of cried. I cried because for the last 20 years, I've been buying organic strawberries, even when it wasn't cool. And people were asking me why I was wasting my money. And I was doing it because it was, they tasted better. They were better for my kids. And I thought it was the right thing to do. But I didn't quite understand the last part of it. Well, what do you mean the right thing to do? So I started crying when I was seeing those schools that were surrounded by organic strawberry and lettuce fields, because I realized those 20 years of buying organic strawberries and lettuce when everybody was saying I was crazy were actually what made it possible for those schools to be surrounded by those organic fields instead of the pesticide sprayed ones. And the kids were playing in a much safer environment. I didn't know any of the kids. I didn't get to meet them. They live 300 miles north of me. But buying all those organic strawberries made a difference in their lives. And that's what I mean about caring. It's a little abstract sometimes. And then it becomes really real when you just see the difference you've made. Everyone who's bought organic strawberries made that difference. That's caring. I love that. I love that story. And I want to make sure that everybody knows where to go to get your book and it's Raising Healthy Kids. It will be available in January of 2024. And then your website, I want to make sure we share that. Where can people find out more information about you and the work that you're doing? Oh, pl uh, please visit uh, davidsteinman.us. And I have a lot of stories posted there and you can buy uh, advanced copies of the uh, book too, Raising Healthy Kids. You can go to Amazon too and put in my name and Raising Healthy Kids. Awesome. It's a great read and I hope parents will, will pick it up. I think it'll yeah. shed a lot of light for them. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this. And I know as a parent, I'm so thankful for what you're doing because this is necessary information. So I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Erin. It's been a real pleasure. The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.